I don't see anything showing up. Yeah, I guess it hasn't shown up. All right, so let's get started. So okay. first of all, first of all, my idea for the... I'm just going to send you all the stuff. I got really bored one day, um, so I was like making a new uh, artwork for our podcast mm-hmm. because I really didn't like our first one because i made it on an ipad and all it was was stick figures on a white background that said oh hack oh no oh, i just, just got sense. two things yeah yeah so that's the new oh, logo yeah yeah so it looks a bit more professional right you've put that one up on the on your website or your whatever it is yeah yeah it's all right? updated now and it's updated on yeah. podcast players and everything as well too mm-hmm. right versus the old one just sucked yeah and so this what i thought the old one was funny well, I mean, I thought it was funny too, but I just couldn't but this make looks it definitely in a way. more professional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, let me see. I made one for this test podcast. Oh, come on. Did I not save it? No, Mark. Oh, no. Okay, so first of all, the name that I had in mind, okay, okay. is Comical Start. Comical's Art? Oh, my God. Comical start. Oh. Yeah? Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. So I do have it. I just didn't export it. Oh, that makes me feel better. Uh, Whew. You didn't lose all your hard work? I did not. That was nice. Okay, so this will be called comical start.png. And we will send it to there. Oh my god. I... <laughs> so now I'll send it to you. Oh, no, it's not doing things that I want it to do. Mark, just take a deep breath. Oh, I didn't hit the export button. Ugh. <laughs> I hit export as, but all that does is select the file name. It doesn't actually export anything. <laughs> You've almost got a man. You can do it. Life is hard. Life is so hard. True. Okay, now I'm sending it to you. Life sucks. There we go. (laughs) Every time, I think every time you send me something, I should shut off my volume. There we go. Nice. Yeah. My elementary graphic design skills at play. What font is that? You should use Comic Sans. Uh, well, I don't think Comic Sans is an open font. Oh, probably not. That's the issue. I can check what it is. No, I was joking. Please don't use Comic Sans. Well, it's similar to Comic Sans. Yeah. I tried to do something that was similar, but not exactly so people couldn't get mad. Yeah. (laughs) But it's still, like, a comic font. The thing is that I came up with that one because I actually wanted... This was another thought that I had for hours so i wouldn't have just made this just out of the blue but i made something like this for us jack and mikhail overruled me even though i like this one better i think it actually looks a bit more like official slash professional than the other one uh but they like the like fake seriousness of the other one more so then i just changed the gradient and changed all the words (laughs) yeah so i see you just recycling it yep 
Exactly. Because I'm not special. Nope. Let's see how it is. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not some millennial who thinks he's special. I'm Don't worry. Special. Don't worry. You're fine. You're super special, Crank. You're special to me. Aww, that's so sweet, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's try and get started for real after I just okay, totally yeah. derailed us. <laughs> As we're just like looking at artwork and. Well, nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> so, just like any good podcast, there's a strong visual element. <laughs> yes. To the oh. concept of this one. Yep. Uh, so we'd have to practice painting good word pictures. Oh God, I'm bad at that. Uh, oh, that's why it'll be funny. <laughs> but we have to do the best uh. we can. All right. Okay. All right. So we'll start with the one that you sent me. Because okay. I also love Calvin and Hobbes, and that's what that's that's where this idea came from. Is my deep love of Calvin and Hobbes, and how frequently I'll look at a comic and be like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely worthy of a longer conversation." So the one that you sent me, we have Calvin and Hobbes strolling in a field, and Calvin says, "If you could wish for anything, what would it be?" And Hobbes sits and smiles and says, a big sunny field to be in. And Calvin loses it, saying, a stupid field? You've got that now. Think big, riches, power. Pretend you could have anything. And then Hobbes proceeds to just lie down curled up in the grass. And Calvin says, actually, it's hard to argue with someone who looks so happy. So, why'd you pick this one, Grant? Because it's rainy outside, and I really want to be outside in the sun in a nice field, to be honest. <laughs> That's totally fair, actually. <laughs> I know it wasn't an overly deep meaning, but, like, <laughs> I don't know, I want to be outside. Also, like, there is deeper meaning to it that we can get into, but the reason I picked it was not deep. That's okay. I mean, I don't think that has to be, like, a, you know, uh, a super a deep, deep reason that you picked it, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's totally fine. And yeah, it ha- the weather has been just terrible. Because I was in San Diego all last summer, and it rained three times the entire summer. And it rained like three times in the past two days at separate times. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like it's like always raining outside right now. And so, I want to go outside really bad. Well, I can go outside. It's not like I melt, but... <laughs> Are you not a rain guy? No, I actually love the rain. I just don't want to, like, track water back inside and, like, make a mess because then I'd have to clean it. And so I'm more of a, like, not cleaning up messes guy. Huh. And so my plan, (laughs) my my, my, my big plan is don't make messes and then I don't have to clean them up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's fair. But I feel like there's a lot of easy ways to avoid tracking in water and stuff after going outside is be prepared you have a floor mat when you walk in a towel next to you so that if you actually are dripping wet you can just dry off a little bit okay mark this is a lot of forethought more than i'm used to what it's not like i'm a college graduate or anything mark (laughs) i am not used to all this deep forethought i'm used to just kind of going with the flow and seeing what happens and then dealing with the consequences (laughs) We're not in high school anymore, Grant. <laughs> okay, yeah. I needed to start learning how to be a real adult, though. Yeah. That is that is true. But getting back to the comic, 
that's a little bit right now, I guess, some of more my thinking behind the comic. Some of the meaning about kind of being happy with where you're at and like enjoying where you are now, even though like there are things that you could be like looking forward to and working towards. Um, but like that there's still inherent value in like where we are now and making sure to enjoy it. Cause like right now I'm really like thinking about like what I'm doing with my life and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to make sure that I'm like not using all of my time to worry about that and actually enjoying where I'm at right now for a bit. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that, I think that's for me more interesting because we're on like, we have two different kinds of futures and, but I think we both can still get the same value out of that sort of outlook where it's like, you probably are like, well, I need to enjoy this time now because I don't know where I'm going to be in six months. Yeah. You know, like who knows what's happening. And I'm like, I know exactly where I'm going to be. And because of that, I need to enjoy now and being here, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny how like we, have different futures right now but we still have kind of the same current thinking because of those different futures yeah i don't know do you think that it's it's easier for you to enjoy now or are you like more worried about the future because it's uncertain like what kind of person are you in that way i think if it was if i was the only person who existed in the world it'd be pretty easy for me just to like enjoy the now and like not be worrying about the future but I feel like I'm kind of surrounded by people in my life who are, because they care about me and are interested in my life, they want to know about what my future plans are. Oh, sure. And so it's more of the, like, constant reminding that, oh, yeah, you don't know the answer to the question of, so what are you going to be doing in six months? And so you have to spend your time thinking about witty answers in addition to actually trying to answer the question for real. So, so it's more like external pressure on you. That's how I'm feeling about it right now, at least. Um, okay. Like there is some internal pressure. Like I want to figure something out and I want to have a big grand plan, but I'm kind of okay at the moment mm-hmm. being slightly just meh. Cause I've spent a long portion of my life. I feel like just working and kind of, being always focused on like the next deadline or the next due date or whatever and it's really kind of nice and freeing to be able to start just relaxing for a minute and working on things kind of at my own pace and different like projects that i've wanted to work on and whatnot and enjoying those for sure for sure because those have been a lot of things that have like taken a back seat to doing homework and (laughs) doing things for like jobs and whatnot yeah i feel that uh and obviously once again it's different because i do kind of know where i'm headed but i still do get that same sort of time off where i can i can read and like i can do things like this and force you to do it as well at least once um yeah because like oh now we have time <laughs> i know that otherwise you're sitting at home <laughs> yeah Wait, what was that? Time? What's that? I'm like trying <laughs> to learn, but it's really hard. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, and that's, I mean, I, that's why I started working at Methanasium this summer. It was about a month before school was going to end. 
And I was thinking about what I'd be doing. And it's like, oh, I'm going to be working every morning online. I've been very consistent with that. But man, I'm then I'm just going to be in my apartment regardless every day, all day, because I have nothing else to do. Like, I need to do something to go somewhere. So is, you know? is that kind of a scary or like a annoying thought to you? Just like, I'm going to be in my apartment every day. Is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing to you? Well, I think it, it used to be it like I always have an ideal version of me where it's totally a good thing, but especially based on this past summer where I was just alone for hours after work or on the weekends and I just didn't do that much. I needed I knew that I needed to ease myself into having that sort of free time and then being able to choose what to do with that free time. Whenever I go to Mathnasium, that's time that's just, it was free time. It would have been free time, but instead I'm choosing to do it by hanging out with some kids and teaching them math and earning a little bit of money on the side. Which is something that you still enjoy to do, so it's still something good to do with your time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing is just, with that much time, I just, over the past four years, I've trashed my attention span without the unless there's something that's more like forced by a deadline like when i was working on homework problems or like a take-home test for math i could focus for hours on just a couple problems but if i don't have that sort of external motivation a lot of the time i just find myself sitting around looking around and be like oh well, i'll read for a little bit and i'll read and i'll read for like an hour and it's like 11 a.m okay. i'm like oh well, <laughs> now what? So, and, and I'm getting better at it. You know, just in the past couple of weeks, I've taken some things off my phone to distract me a bit less yep. and tried to read a bit more, but it's it still just kind of been a, a transition in that way. Because you're not really the type of person who has like projects that they want to work on, do you? Well... This is the thing, is that I have a lot of things that I want to work on mm -hmm. in my mind, and there are a number of things that I do work on, but just it just never seems to fill up the time, or it's not every once in a while it's just like, uh, I just like don't feel like doing this, and then I won't. Because okay. a lot of the a lot of the projects that I have are like more intangible things. So like I, I like to write. So I have, like, a website that I have more officially set up now. Um, and so every once in a while, I'll get, like, a spurt of, like, I want to write about a few things. And so then I will, and I'll take a good chunk of time to do that. But then it might okay. be a few days before I feel like doing it again. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That kind of fits with who you are as a person, I think. Yeah, because I'll look at people like, like Max or Mikhail. They are very yeah. internally motivated to just do things, especially Mikhail. Uh, he has so many just random ideas, and he'll take the time to really work at it. And I just don't make those sorts of same connections or have that same sort of motivation. I think we're motivated by different things and have slightly different interests in how we uh, approach like similar things that like even if they interest us in the same if they're the same thing that interest us i think we tend to approach them in different ways yeah i don't know so mm -hmm. i've been trying to just like 
use my time a bit more wisely while I can. Yeah, using time wisely is always a struggle. Because I feel like for me, my problem isn't that like I won't start working on projects. It's that I have all these projects or things that I want to do and then I'll choose one and start working on it and it'll just take up all the time there was allotted to do all of the projects. And so I'll only have done like one of the things that I wanted to do because I just get like so engrossed and just like sucked into the the rabbit hole of whatever that project or thing is that I don't end up doing anything else. Uh, do you think do you think that's necessarily a bad thing? No, I don't necessarily think it's in and of itself a bad thing. Um and it it definitely allows me to like do a lot of really cool things. Um like for example, the 3D printer that I built by myself, um well not with the help of the internet a lot. Thanks internet. Like that was like Grant got sucked down the rabbit hole and just worked for like hours and hours and days and days and days um on this one project and now I have like a really cool product from it and a really cool thing that I really enjoy using and working with. There's times where I'll like be working on my 3D printer and then I notice, oh wait, I had these three other projects that I was going to do this weekend and it's currently like Sunday night at 10 o'clock and I spent the entire weekend working on my printer. I guess the 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 difference there though is that the 3D printer isn't inherently a project that's going to take a lot of your time and attention. Where if you go away from it, then you might forget some of the things that you were working on or kind of your thought process, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And so yep. you kind of need that focus and that time to really just go through it. Like that was a lot to bite off and then you made it through it, but you had to do it that way. I don't think, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there was like an easy alternative to the project where you could have ended it at half the time that you did. Yeah, that's true. But like what I wish is that I could have maybe spread it out more reasonably. Like, cause it's always, it's one of those projects that's kind of always a work in progress for me. Um, yeah. Like right now there's things I want to do with it and things I want to change about it. I'm trying to think of a specific example to illustrate it better. Like last last year there was one weekend where I had brought my printer home over a break because I wanted to work on it. And so I had worked on it at home. And then when I moved it back to school, all of the um, like adjustment of it was out of sync a little, or was out of whack a bit. So I had to like redo some of the fine tuning of it. It was a weekend and I had a couple other small projects that I wanted to work on. And I ended up spending the entire weekend working on uh, fixing some of the fine tuning and a couple other small issues that popped up. And a lot of it was types of things that like I ended up working on it in spans of like 12 hours at a time. But I very easily could have worked on it in spans of like a couple hours at a time and just spread it out over that whole week. Because then the rest of the week, I had some small chunks of free time that I could have worked on it during. But mm. I had kind of drained the entire weekend on a project that wasn't overly time sensitive when the other projects that I wanted to work on were time sensitive and then I didn't get to work on them. 
Okay, that's what I was going to ask about, is <laughs> were the other ones uh, problematic in that way? So it's just kind of like learning the the balance of time. Yeah. Or teaching myself how to control my like level of focus on the projects that I'm working on. I'm trying to keep one foot out of the rabbit hole at all times, hopefully. <laughs> just dropping a well into the rabbit hole and collecting the information rather than jumping down it. Yeah. All right. But... Oh, what are you going to say? No, I was going to ask you if you wanted to go into your comic at all. That's what I was oh, going to say. there's a phone ringing in the background now. I don't oh, know no. if you can hear that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Who's it from? Phone? I, I have no idea. It. I can't tell what it's saying. Oh, I don't know. It's It like talks to us, and it tells us like where it's, the call is from. Yeah. But the only things that it can say legibly is toll free. Oh. And gotcha. numbers. But if it's like trying to say someone's name or like the name of a company or a business, it's completely illegible. Or hmm. illegible? What's the auditorium? Well, definitely not, Yeah, not illegible. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely not legible because it's. Uh, I can't see sound waves, but that would be cool, though. Okay, that's not a necessary rabbit hole to go down. I thought of seeing sound waves. Oh, just inaudible? Oh, inaudible. Well, no, not but, quite. I, I'm looking this up. There's a whole Reddit thread about it. <laughs> incoherent? Yeah, unintelligible? Oh, that's a smart person. In, word. Incomprehensible? Either, un, either incomprehensible incoherent? or... They all work, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, let's pivot. Okay, let's pivot. You need to paint a word picture for the for the listeners. I have to. Yep. Okay. Well, I did it for yours. That was the agreement. I know. I wasn't expecting that. I did not understand the agreement. I thought you were doing it for yours. Nope. Because I, I think it's more talk. interesting to just see like the first the first reaction and not have like the the biased view of the person who chose it. Okay. So I'm looking at Mark's comic. And there is a dad driving in a car with what, or a man driving a car with what appears to be his like son in the passenger seat. And the son is yelling, dad, you almost went over the rail there. What are you doing? And the, the dad just says, taking care of some business. And then the caption on it says, sometimes I drive recklessly just to kill off close copies of me in the multiverse. <laughs> what mark you would choose a comic well i have to ask are you familiar with the multiverse theory i would say i'm fairly familiar with it yes probably not as familiar as you are well i wouldn't say that do you subscribe to the multiverse theory i don't know it's not something that i've really ever like put a ton of thought into if i buy it because i i don't know i've Never really seen a ton of value in, added to my life by, like, choosing <laughs> if I believe in it or not. Um, oh, that's fair. I'm sure there's other versions of me in the multiverse who care a lot about it, but... Um, <laughs> but this particular version is just kind of like... I don't know. Like, it's really cool to think about, mm -hmm. but... Like, it's a really neat theory. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> my thoughts on it, at least from my rudimentary understanding... 
it feels like when people talk about the multiverse theory, like physicists, to my understanding, there's not a whole lot of math to back up the sort of uh, low-level explanations they give, which is that there are an infinite number of universes for all possible decisions that you could make. Mm -hmm. right all these universes kind of branch off from each other and like maybe slightly interact whatever whatever from my understanding there's not any real reason for that theory to exist like mathematically i obviously i could be very wrong about that but that's been my impression that there's not much to like back it up Mm -hmm. and so it almost sounds like a sort of religious thing where it's like you can you can use it to explain away things Oh, yeah. Like, oh, why did I trip and fall on nothing on the ground? Oh, well, you tripped over a copy of you in the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard someone use it like that. I mean, you could. Well, isn't that more of... Because from my understanding of it is, like, in this comic, he's putting himself in, like, into, like, a riskier, dangerous situation so that, like a small perturbation in like his act or I'm not using that word right. Oh, oh yeah. You're totally right. I was, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. I know exactly what you're saying that. Okay. No, perturbation is to- is a totally fine word to say. Sweet. But yeah. If he drives close to the rail, there's going to be some copy of him that drives off the rail. Yeah. Cause it's like really close to the edge. So it wouldn't take much for a different one to drive just off the edge. I don't know. Cause Talking about, like, the multiverse is something that's came up in a very, like, cursory manner of someone just, like, stating it in some of my chemistry and physics courses. And it's always been something that, like, either a student has, like, whispered under their breath or, like, if a professor mentioned it, it was, like, more of in a joking manner and just something that was, like, glossed over very quickly and not actually discussed because it was because it's like an undergraduate quantum chemistry course or something and there's no actual value in talking about it in that setting yeah and most of the people or a lot of the people in that setting maybe had heard the word multiverse before but didn't actually know what that meant yeah and i guess my i mean to be slightly more serious uh my like slight understanding of it is at least when it was first presented was uh, kind of an interpretation of quantum mechanics mm-hmm. where you know we only have a we can only say that something happens with some probability uh but within that range um each thing like happens simultane like in different universes simultaneously yeah it's not, it's not like the universe is making a decision and that's the universe that we live in it's just that each of the possibilities within like a certain you know probability each of those do occur mm-hmm. simultaneously in parallel universes that's pretty much my understanding of it as well i've always been used to talking about it in terms of like i don't know if it's actually correct but i feel like i've discussed it in terms of like superpositions of states and stuff and how because it's super there's a superposition before like an observation or anything is made then like in the theory all of those in a different part of the multiverse all possibilities happen once the state superposition 
like collapses into a single outcome. Oh, sure, sure. It's kind of the way that I've always discussed it, I guess. And if there's been any attempt to discuss it in an intelligent manner. Yeah. Because I feel like the other part of it is like a lot of it's discussed because it's been pushed into the into pop culture, I think, a decent amount. It just kind of becomes a bit of a pop culture like buzzword, like multiverse, boom, mm-hmm. science. Yeah, same sort of thing as like string theory. Yeah, a hundred percent. I know virtually nothing about string theory, but I know really the word weird. string theory. I don't really know anything either, other than that it sounds really, really weird. Yeah, pretty much my, the entirety of my knowledge about string theory comes from a single professor who I had a course with and someone asked him about it and he does not ascribe whatsoever to string theory. Mm-hmm. Someone like asked him a question about it and he pretty much just shut them down as like, don't even ask me about that. That's silly. Foolishness. <laughs> Which could partially be because it was a freshman in college who was failing his class who was asking him. Yeah, and watched uh, like Through the Cosmos or something. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I, I find that interesting when like, you know, uh, I feel like some theoretical physicists have a much tougher job because they have to describe things that, like, at a certain level don't affect anybody. Like, whether we live in a multiverse or string theory is a thing, I'm not sure how much that actually affects us currently. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting, um, and it's, like, cool that they're studying things, but I'm not sure how much it matters. Yeah. But that's also weird to say coming from, like, a math major, <laughs> where literally the thing, like, the whole idea of math is that everything is made up from some like you you get to make up your rules like you can change everything about math and just see where it logically gets you yeah you know we we've set up rules that make sense and like you play around with definitions so that they're useful but ultimately everything in a sense is sort of just made up mm-hmm. uh, and that's what's like that's what's really interesting about it to me is that most of the time if you're just doing pure math you're just using it to describe and come up with logical consequences of other things that you have made up previously. And I find that fascinating, but it but it gives mathematicians a much easier way out. What do you mean by that? As in, well, for A, you're not going to be like, what you're talking about in math is not going to be consistently discussed by the public. Yeah. So that it becomes kind of a, a, a shadow of its former self. So I think that's one thing. Obviously, it also stinks in that way because nobody's talking about math then. But also, you can play the wild card of like, you know, like, oh, why are we doing this? It's like, oh, it's just like a fun thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes it's useful to someone, but a lot of the time it's just like of its own interest. I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, and, I, and I've always subscribed to the like, I always view math, at least pure math, more as an art. Okay. I think that's the most useful way to think about it, not as a science in in its most pure sense, because the whole idea is that it's a it's a really creative field to be in, and you're just making stuff up. And as time has gone along, people make stuff up in different ways and use different notation and think about things differently, the only difference being that we have a sort of foundation below everything that we've kind of agreed on. Uh, to make things useful but ultimately it's just you're just trying to be creative you're trying to come up with new ideas 
and new ways of showing things and combining things. And that's, I think, a very, like, artistic approach. It's funny how you're describing that and that that's how you view pure math. And I feel like that's a lot of how I view, um, in some ways, like, chemistry. Like, you're combining, your description of combining things to make something new and see what comes out of it. Oh, it yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I knew you were meaning it in more of like a, not a like physical, I'm combining these things together, but that's all I was thinking about while you were describing it. It's like, oh, Mike's describing mixing chemicals together. <laughs> Your description of it as art, I find really interesting because it just made me think about kind of science and like why people do science and the value of pure scientific research and how a lot of the things like when people ask you well why are we doing this why are we studying this and you're stuck with the answer of uh because science because yeah. like you don't know the specific application and how it's going to be useful but i feel like we've seen time and again especially in the past hundred years how things that people were researching and they were probably doing presentations on it. And when people asked them, well, so why are you studying this? Like, what's the value of this? They're just like, because getting knowledge is valuable in and of itself. And then like later down the road, someone figured out, oh my gosh, someone did all this work. And now I see a reasonable, a really cool application of it that is going to like change the world. Yeah. And I think like, you know, like you said, the reason is that, well, because some people in the world are just curious about this. Yeah, and I think that that's enough. <laughs> you know, like we're just trying to learn more about the world. Yeah. And, and I think that, yeah, and once again, I'm going to go back to math just because I think that it has its own very unique aspects to it compared to just general science. Namely that when you do any sort of normal science, you definitely have the feeling that you are trying to discover and discern how the real world that we live in operates. Yeah. Right? In math, that's like a philosophical question. <laughs> is when you do math, are you coming up with something brand new? Uh-huh. Or are you discovering something that in some way already exists? Uh, yeah. Like, that's what people are really curious about. If you look at, like, really abstract mathematical objects, are you discovering something that was that's just kind of built into just how the universe works in a weird way? Uh-huh. Or are you coming up and making that up just out of your own head? Yeah. You know, and that's, like, that's been a very deep philosophical question in math for a long, long time. And, and that's just always interested me because i think a lot of people who do math and obviously i don't do it at a high enough level to really have a good opinion on this <laughs> but you know i've done enough uh, abstract math uh, where i also get the feeling that like when you do something when you see how things kind of click together you're like this is too nice for it to just be like a, a man-made thing you know i like one thing i don't remember who said it i was reading it in a book but it was like, when you look at a man-made structure, eventually it just breaks apart. 
Like, if you look at it under a microscope, it looks all kind of gross and ragged. Yeah. Versus when you look at something built by nature, the deeper you go, like, everything seems to be kind of self-similar. There are patterns underneath the patterns, and, like, everything just continues to go. And, like, we get all the way down to quantum mechanics, and there's still stuff to try and figure out at that level. Mm -hmm. But each level you go down and each level you go up, you see these like levels of organization and you kind of feel the same way about math. And so it feels like it's a sort of natural thing, even though in a sense we've all just kind of made it up and chosen some rules. Yeah, there's like a beautiful, like simple simplicity to it almost. Yeah, right. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In a sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's a simplicity to it in that everything gets broken down, but there's also a very deep complexity to it that you wouldn't see in something that was, like, man-made. Like, a mechanical thing, something that's, like, just built by people, you know? That's, like, a simple thing, because we built it up from very simple, like, foundation. Yeah. And there's nowhere deeper to go. It just ends. Yeah, but you don't get that feeling with math, even though, in some sense, it is a completely, like, man-made thing. We're not, like, strictly speaking, if you were to just look at it, it's not like we're not trying to explain this phenomenon in the world, Mm -hmm. like other hard sciences are. You're just being like, oh, let's start with, like, we can count things, we call things one and two and three, like, let's go from there, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's establish Uh, these first principles and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me. Do you feel good ending it there?